You're at the Coaching Inn, 3D Coaching's virtual pub where we enjoy conversations with people who are engaged in the world of coaching. Welcome to this week's episode of the Coaching Inn. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by some lovely coaches who are going to talk about their accreditation journey and what they wish they'd known. I'm really aware that what is about to unfold is about the ICF. And I'm also aware that some of you lovely listeners uh, belong to other tribes like Apex, the Association for Coaching and the EMCC. So if you are listening to this and go, oh, I wish they do one on that. Send us an email to info at 3dcoaching.com and let's do one. Meanwhile, let's find out who's in the room. So here we are in the great company of Michael, Andrew and Zoe. Tell us a bit about yourselves, Michael. Um, so I'm, I'm Michael Hubbard. I'm giving myself the director of questions at Medical Habits, and I am a, as good as a year into my journey to become accredited. So I've just about tipped over my 100 hours, and I'm just well looking at completing my accreditation, the, the test, whatever it is called. The test. Great. That's well, welcome, Michael, director of Thank questions. You. I do like that name, I have to say. Andrew. Uh, yes, hello. Um, lovely to be here, Claire. Uh, so I am um, a husband, a father of two grown-up boys. Uh, coaching is a career change for me after 30-plus years working in not-for-profits. Uh, and I became interested in coaching, having had coaching during my career. Um I trained in lockdown and left full-time work about a year ago. Uh, so I have just become accredited in the last month with the uh, with the ICF. Congratulations. Thank you. And what you didn't say about yourself is that you are a pilgrim who has done the Camino. Yes, like you. Yeah. <laughs> like me, yes. I remember we had that lovely conversation when I was walking and you were, I think you were also walking at the same time and yeah. we were talking about rucksacks and all sorts of other interesting things. Yeah, well, it made, made all the difference. <laughs> I think we should do a coach's Camino yeah. one day. We could do the Inglés, couldn't we? We could take a bunch of us because that's only a week. Yeah, sounds good. Zoe, hello. Hi, yeah, I'm Zoe, uh, living in Kent with my husband and son. And I've been coaching for 11 years now, um, begun my coaching journey with 3D Coaching, that was 11 years ago. Um, so I'm self-employed doing full-time coaching. And as part of that, I'm also part of the 3D team doing coaching. Um, and also in my accreditation, so I'm in the process on the last bit of doing my uh, PCC accreditation. I have my exam tomorrow. So on the very last bit of the journey, hopefully, yeah. Great. So we've got over the line, nearly at the line, <laughs> almost nearly at the line. Yeah. Why a credit? I'm really curious to know what what made it a useful thing for you to do. I think for me, it was about having that sort of stamp of approval for a number of reasons so in my my career was in operations and I was always 
quite keen in having some sort of accreditation of what we were doing so we could so we could reach a certain standard but then also Im- improve on on that so i introduced iso into our organization i introduced best companies so as a as a as a nice stamp to have but also as a as a mechanism to to benchmark and to and to grow so that that was the main reason for me Great stamp of approval, Michael. Well, that I can say that's a bit of a funny journey because I've also introduced ISO to a business. Um, I have been, <laughs> um, and I have been part of an organisation that has done that best, that good employer journey as well, and topped it. And actually, seeing what a rigorous process can do to your outcome. And actually, one, that's the reason I want to be aggressive because I've been a very good ops leader as well. This is completely coincidence. <laughs> so my background is running ops. But as an ops leader, you solve things, and you, which is not coaching. <laughs> so, and that was a bit that really dawned on me during the, like the, the training was that actually everyone says I'm a natural coach, but I solve stuff. So I had to do a lot of unlearning, mm. which, is, which, is, which is actually really interesting and something I wasn't expecting to happen. The degree it did. Ah. ah, interesting. I have not introduced iOS into an organisation. <laughs> <laughs> I was not even sure. You're lucky. That. Yeah, I've not done ops. <laughs> um, so it's different for me. I think for me, there's something about the just the ongoing learning and development and the stretch and the growth for me um, and a bit of feedback in that. So part of, I'm sure we'll come on to the accreditation journey for me has been that, you know, I want, I want to hear, you know, I used to be in a team with a line manager and get regular feedback and sometimes you don't get that as much. So I think just connecting with peers more of part of that journey but I think just that sense of okay I know I know where I'm pitching I know what the stretch is and I've just found that a really yeah really life-giving process I would say. Yeah for me I think there's something about early levels of accreditation where you're actually putting a line in the sand and going I'm serious about this Mm. because of course yeah it's unregulated you can do what you like but the issue about it's unregulated and you can do what you like is that it's unregulated and you can do what you like. Yeah. So so some standards actually can demonstrate to potential customers, I'm serious, I think that ethics are important and all those other things. Actually, maybe this is the time to say to you lovely listeners, if you're looking for a coach, one of the advantages of going for a credential coach who belongs to a professional association is that you have a you have a place to complain if you have an issue. So number one, they have standards and ethics. And number two is if you feel as though that's been broken, you have somewhere to go. And if you work with a coach who doesn't have a credential, the only place you have to go is them. And there's been headlines over the years, I'm sure in different continents, certainly here in the UK, about situations where people have had issues um, working with people who don't have a credential because there's been nowhere to go. So we're going to start with you, Andrew, because you're you're over the line. What do you know now that you wish you'd known earlier? Um, oh, many things. Um, let's start, maybe we'll start with process. 
So first of all, how complicated it seems when you start to look into it. Um, and we're all ICF here, but I you know I looked at EMCC, I looked at AOC, and there were uh, different colleagues who were different, doing different things. Um, and then trying to weigh up which path you were following based on what you were training. And I thought I thought I was on a a totally different path. I thought the mental coaching had been included in my in my program, not that I could remember doing it, and then realized I hadn't. And oh, I've, I've got to do mental coaching now. And I thought, okay, that's another another hurdle. But that, I mean, that was the best thing about it in the end. But I thought, oh, oh goodness, I've got to do this stuff. Um which turned out to be really, really valuable. And then and then looking at the time that it, it takes as, as well. So, okay, you've got to do mental coaching, that takes three, three months, you've got to have your, your 100 clients. Um, and then you look on the ICF website, and they say from from application, it, it takes, a, a, you know, 20, 20 weeks to, to process. I think that I, I checked today, I think they've reduced that to, to 14 weeks. Right. And actually, I I got notified within six or seven weeks of having submitted. So, but that was a bit sort of scary, thinking, oh, you know, this is potentially a sort of six six month piece of piece of work. Um, uh, and actually, once you got your head around it, it was it was fine. Um, but that sort of slightly daunting thing of starting the process was, um, yeah, took a bit of time. And then, who who are you going to go with your mentor coaching and of course, 3D was the best choice. So, <laughs> thank you for the feedback. I did notice when you said earlier that was the best bit. I did hear that. <laughs> um, but no, it really was the best bit because you got to. I think, as a sort of first-time coach, you you quite quickly get into certain habits, and not they're not always the best habits. And having the ability to listen to some of your recordings with another person um, and to learn with with a group of like-minded people. And um, yeah, I think just lis- listening to people coach and be coached was was really, really helpful. Fantastic. So what I thought was going to be a sort of box ticking exercise to get a to get a badge and then I would sort of improve from there. I mean, I've yeah, I think my, my coaching has has changed dramatically as a result of accreditation fantastic I woke up at five o'clock this morning thinking about this and um do let me have a Camino related story so I walked the Camino with Nordic walking poles and so did my friend Margaret I had had small group tuition from a Nordic walking teacher and she had been in a class a bigger class and both of us recognised the value of the poles. So there was when we used them properly, and then there was when we used them to come down very steep, steep slopes and not fall in rivers. But if you talk about the using them properly bit, I was much better at using them properly when it was difficult than she was. So when we got on a really steep hill going upwards, I knew exactly what to do and exactly how to position my body so that I could, with the least effort, go the greatest distance. So I would be at the top of the hill most times first because I'd had somebody looking at my walking and go, move your shoulders, pull your arm out a bit further, put the back arm in your back pocket, <laughs> all of that stuff that made all the difference. And she goes, how did you get up that hill so quick? 
And you're not as out of breath as I am. At the end of the day, when I was tired, that wasn't always so true. But often that would be happening. And it was happening because I'd had mentor coaching on my Nordic walking and she'd just been on the training program. And I think for me, that's quite a, a, a useful insight into, into, into the benefits of that extra bit because, because it's that little tweaking and refining that makes us into the coaches that we can be. Thank you, Andrew. And thank you for indulging me in another Camino story. Uh, Michael, what do you know now that you wish you knew before? Um, I think it was about, it's just the time frame in my head. It's going to be a lot quicker, but I, I'm, it, should, it shouldn't be. But now that, that to really get into it and practice it and have time to go and coach different people, you need, it needs to be a year, so I'm a year in. And I thought, oh yeah, I do the training, do it really quick, and I'm really motivated, want to get it done. And actually, but just sitting and trusting the process. So I went with someone else. So I went with um, Maximum Performance, I think it is, Maximum Performance Coaching. And it was the same, like 60 hours of tutor led study. And actually, that was the bit where I really learned it. And you get, people would hold that mirror up and say, do you, do you know you're doing that or you missed that? And there's sitting and doing a course online for five quid <laughs> or there's actually spending investing the money and the time and seeing a whole different uh, sort of different different style of coaching because you've got the eight people in the course and then you've got the six or seven other people that are used within it as well to, to do some of the demonstrations so you've seen a lot of different coaching styles by the end of it i don't think you can get that another way yeah 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 you said a year for ACC. Yeah. Andrew, you said six months. For MCC, I think it's five years. So I get people coming to me saying, I've got my two and a half thousand hours. I'm ready to do my credential now. And I, my PCC is expiring in three months. And I go, well, actually, it might take a bit longer than that because there's something, isn't there, about, about formation and not just the box ticking. And each level requires us to deepen the work that we do. And therefore the, the process of the deepening will take time as well as the actual thingy itself. So I'm hearing something about starting early. I'm hearing something about research the process. Actually, that was a big one because I was looking, because I've got an ILM level seven in management. I can't remember quite the title anymore. But I, I was looking at ILM coaching versus the ACT coaching. And the ILM coaching gets loads of great work. Yeah. <laughs> and as a raving dyslexic, I was just like, do I really, when I saw the amount of hours you have to put in for the coaching, I was like, do I actually have time to do all the study? And it's the, what's the difference and what's the trade-off? And that was the one of the trade-offs I made. And that was the choice I made in which way I went with my certification. So what you chose was a practitioner-led yes. bucket rather than mm. a knowledge-led bucket. Absolutely, yeah. That was yeah, important for me and my learning style. Yeah, we do quite a lot of work with ILM coaches who are trying to simplify mm. because, because there's a lot of knowledge in that bucket and over here mm. it's actually more about what you actually do in the room. Zoe, what do you know now that you wish you'd known before? I think I'd known, I wish I'd known something, something about the pace. So we've, a few of us have talked about timing. Um, 
you know, things that I thought wouldn't take long, you know, took longer and things that I thought would take ages. So I thought it would take a long time. I think, Angie, you said I thought it would take a long time to hear back on my recordings. It was weeks. I can't remember the number. And then I think I heard back quite quickly. So, you know, I want to say four to five weeks, you know. So I was that was lovely. Um, but in terms of I know getting my recording. So I was like, oh, yeah, get two coaching recordings. But actually that took longer partly life you know circumstances that happened that I wasn't expecting and partly just you know wanting to know they were the right standard or you know getting the feedback on those you know performance pressure so I things I didn't expect that to be hardest that took longer than I expected to get my recordings for example or to get my last 50 hours of coaching so I think I thought oh once I've got everything and I submit it online I'll kind of chill out and relax and I'll wait to hear. And I think at each stage, you know, it's like there's a bit more here. So, you know, I submitted all my coaching log and then I, you know, then the recordings. I think there was some stuff that was complicated for me about transcripts. So there was a bit of to and froing about tidying up transcripts, which I hadn't allowed for. So, again, I thought that would be really quick. You know, I just download it. And so just that thing of pace. So I think rather than here's my deadline in the sand, I'll submit it all and then nothing more. It wasn't like that. Each part takes another kind of burst of energy is how I put it. Um, but within that timing and throughout that journey, there was a lot of rich learning. So I think I'd agree with Andrew. I've, I feel a much better coach than I did five ah. months ago. Interesting. So what else are we learning on the way? the word that comes to me is sharpening there was oh. a sharpening and a refining of what I did um a lot of that was you know when I was looking for my recordings I was doing more listening to my coaching so actually I'll probably say hand on heart pre-accreditation I had probably never listened back to myself coach and I have done that a lot partly for finding the recordings partly as part of mental coaching group getting the feedback and and actually for me listening to myself hearing others give me feedback was really really helpful not was the easiest but helpful yeah. yeah we'll talk about the recordings in a minute i'm just wondering andrew and michael what are you learning from doing the process i think it's i think it's similar like you zoe i didn't particularly like listening to recording I, I had to listen to the recording I submitted when I did my original coaching um accreditation um diploma rather um but yeah forcing myself to 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 do that more was was really helpful and actually then getting the transcript looking at transcripts was sort of been interesting because you'd notice certain words that you kept using um so yeah, so I, I, I said that the sort of sharpening, um, incremental improvements, um, and some some of that was really about not not trying so hard as well. I think trusting. Well, I think it's one of your sayings, Claire. Trust, trust trusting the process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Interesting. What are you learning, Michael? 
I don't know what's been said already. I think one of the funny things is you learn a lot about yourself during the process because where you're in a cohort of people that need to practice coaching, you get coached loads. <laughs> you actually come out a very different, came out a different person from being having regular coaching with lots of different coaches. It actually changes you, but it's it's a funny one. It's, there's something you don't expect is to have that level of personal change as well as that knowledge change. Yeah. The recordings one, I think, is really interesting because um, I've learned so much about recordings over the last five years. I have to share my little victory. The, the page proofs for the new book have come back today. It looks beautiful. <laughs> we've still got to wait till November to, for it to come out. And I've still got to spend, and Lucia, we've got to spend the next three days reading every single jolly word. But there's a whole chapter on listening to recordings. And what I really want to encourage people to think about is that the, the way you listen to a recording at the very end of submitting for your credential, when you're checking it against the different competencies, is not the way you should be ever listening to your recording at any other time. <laughs> because, because at other times you can be listening and looking for the ebb and the flow and the tone and the movement and all of those things. And when you get hyper-focused on recordings, it actually badly impacts your coaching because you start coaching to tick the boxes rather than coaching to keep in flow. So I think it's a good thing, but just don't feel that you need to be attached to it all the time. And just following on from that, Claire, if I could say one of my main learnings just going on from what I think Andrew said about trust the process is, is to relax and trust my training and experience. So, you know, I'm, I'm nearly over the line, hopefully. And, and, and what I know now is, you know, trust that it was in you, you know, yes, you sharpen and you learn, but uh, I think the the downside at some point, especially what maybe trying to find my recording was overthinking or being perfectionist. And I think for me, that's where the mentor coaching was really helpful. You know, being honest, the two recordings that I sent, they weren't my best ever coaching sessions that I've done, but they were good enough. And I think that's been quite a journey for me of going, none of this is going to be perfect, but I've done my training and I've, you know, to have the hours that I have, I've obviously learned something along the way. So just, I think in hindsight, I just say relax and enjoy it a little bit more. It is, it can be intense and there's a lot, but, um, you know, it's in you kind of thing. I was talking to someone the other day and they'd listened to a MCC recording that passed where the coach had gone and opened the door in the middle because <laughs> the doorbell had gone. But because they kept in flow, the recording passed. Now, I'm not recommending that that's a thing to do because that's a high risk thing to do. And it also depends on the mood of the examiner and what their standards are and all those other things. But it isn't about perfection. It so is not about perfection because we're humans talking to humans so there's always going to be something going on um what was I going to say about recordings I can't remember I'll come back to it what are other people thinking about the learning here I think I think the other thing for me was um the diploma I did was I, I deliberately chose it because it looked at a, a quite a different types of modalities a bit of gestalt and a bit of narrative coaching and and at the end of it you sort of came out with a whole load of box of tricks supposedly <laughs> and but because you'd only sort of touched on them I felt there was a 
there was quite a lot of pressure to use them, but I didn't feel confident enough in using them. And and actually the the, the mental coaching really helped with that to say, okay, you, do, you really don't you don't need to use 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 these, or there might be one or two that you might use from time to time. Mm. But yeah. Develop your own your own style of coaching. Um, Absolutely, there was an amazing dialogue the other day on a Facebook group for coaches where somebody who's a PCC coach with the ICF was talking to somebody else who wanted to go for MCC. So they were both standing where they are now and not where they want to be. And one of them said to the other one, um, "All the things, all the tips and tricks that you use to get you to this point are the ones that you need to go." They need, to, they need to disappear now because what you need in your future development is about doing less. And I'm looking at it going, did I write that? That's very good. <laughs> I agree with it. I like it. It's lovely. I've just remembered what I had forgotten earlier. And that is one of the tips that I would give to people going for accreditation is, is recognize who you coach when you're at your very best. And if you're able to go back to them and ask them if you can do another session with them and record it, that is the way to go. Because people who are willing to engage in the moment with you in the conversation enable you to show up at your very best. And somebody who's kind of just about agreed to do four sessions with you for nothing so you can record them but isn't really wanting to think isn't going to show the best of you. I, I, that's so true. <laughs> I, I, in when we were doing some of our mental sessions, working for one, it's a bit because people coach themselves as well. Because when, yeah. you, when you're when you're when you're working in these cohorts, people start coaching themselves. So you end up in this horrible trap where people are talking and they're answering their questions and they go through half of the things you need to say. Yeah. And it, yeah. so picking the right person for your assessment, I've got a very articulate someone who works with me, and he is my assessment man because he, he talks beautifully clearly and he very short sentences and I know that actually I can have a good coaching conversation and it not feel too forced yeah so it's right. that other thing of it, it are you doing it by numbers yeah. so it is that find the person if you are looking for those recordings that you know is going to do your good job on the other side and if you assemble your coaching hours through reciprocal coaching you're not going to become the coach that you need to be in order to be able to get paid work because, because the reciprocal coaching hours, it's okay for a bit of practice, but the more coaches coach coaches, the more they get into this bubble, which is all a bit weird and isn't at all what you're going to experience when somebody pays you money over here. So, so really making sure that even if it slows you down, that you're doing paid work as well with people who aren't coaches, I think is really important. So we're going to do another roundtable on the exam. And uh, Michael and Zoe, if you want to come back to that, well, Andrew as well, if you want to come back and talk about that, that would be great because it's all a bit of a mystery, I think. And we know that you have to sign that, you know, on pain of death, I will not share any of this, but actually you can still share some of the process and some of the learning from your journey. So Michael and Zoe, we wish you well with your forthcoming assessments. And hopefully by the end of, by the time we um, broadcast this, we'll be able to say that you got your credential. That would be nice. That would be great. Yeah, it'd be lovely. <laughs>
So final, a final tip or a final comment to our listeners as we wrap this up, what would that be from each of you? Mine would be don't lose your authentic self in the process. Great. Yeah, mine would be similar. I was going to say, following on what I said earlier, trust yourself um, and what's in you. Yeah. Andrew. Don't, don't treat it as a box ticking exercise. Yeah. Treat it as a real learning and development opportunity. Brilliant. So thank you, Michael Hubbard, Andrew Cook and Zoe Dickinson for coming to the Coaching Inn. And listeners, thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. And if you want to share this podcast with others, please do, because that would be great. That's how we get more listeners. Thank you all for coming. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, we'd love you to share the podcast with a friend or leave a comment on social media. And if you'd like to become a regular at The Coaching Inn, you can subscribe on Podbean and all major podcast channels. We look forward to welcoming you next time. You've been listening to The Coaching Inn, 3D Coaching's virtual hub. For more information, check out 3dcoaching.com.